Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Uh, hey, hello there and welcome to the 16th of January, where winter has started to reassert itself. I couldn't help but notice outside. Uh, uh, Derek Hughes, uh, magician extraordinaire, is uh, late. He's late. Um, God forbid, after all the build-up, he doesn't show. I'll personally... No, I can't think. He'll come. Whatever. So I thought, rather than just, you know, we'll just start the show. If he comes, he'll come in. It'll be a little bit messy, moving of chairs, maybe cameras, who knows what. Uh, But he damn well better show up. I'm just saying... Uh, wow, I have to tell you, um, after Ryan Dito and I yesterday were telling all of you to stop watching all those cable shows, thank God last night I watched uh, Rachel Maddow, who I don't normally watch. Um, her interview with Lev Parnes, one of Giuliani's boys, uh, last night was mind-blowing. And uh, if half of what he said is true, we, I mean, it it is just slam dunk evidence that there is a cabal of out and out crooks and traitors uh, who now have hold of our government. It, It was, I didn't sleep much after it, I was... And it is not as as if I were surprised by anything he said. All he was doing was uh, buttressing um, what has been suggested and or testified to uh, before, uh, connecting dots, uh, filling in little aspects that, uh, you know, hitherto had been hidden and hidden because of the cover-up attempt uh, by this administration. And those uh, involved in the cover-up include not just the White House, but uh, the entire uh, executive branch of this government, the State Department, the Justice Department, and uh, the Senate, of uh, the United States, um, and it is it, it it takes your breath away, even if you're not shocked uh, by what you're hearing. Um, what loop has been for some time? Uh, you'll recall that in the transcript of the phone call, the initial phone call uh, that we, that first brought all of this to our attention um, and, and knows more than he has suggested he knows. And I was, you know, you watch this and you think, I, uh, there is little doubt that if we had a government that was functioning as the Constitution sets out, that if we had a government that worked as it is supposed to, not only Donald Trump would be impeached and removed, but Vice President Pence, Attorney General Bill Barr, God knows how many others. But you'd have to build more jails to put all of these crooks and traitors in. Of course, of all of those people who should, in fact, be impeached and removed from office for high crimes, ain't that ironic? But you see, we have a government that has been uh, corrupted 
Uh, it is manned, and I use the term as the Chief Justice is sworn and, and takes an oath to be an impartial juror to listen to the facts and only the facts and then arrive. Well, I'm blown away. I have to say, I, I, I'm blown away. Is he, are we going to be stood up? Uh, Margaret says, well, what would you expect? He vanished. But you understand, <laughs> this was set up through the uh, Pittsburgh Cultural Trust, and it is their people who are charged with getting him here and then getting in touch with us. So I am truly astonished. And I must say, um, ah, this is breaking. Um, the Trump administration uh, violated the law. <laughs> yeah, what else is new? Tell us something we don't know. The Trump administration violated the law by withholding Ukraine security aid. That's right. It's a high crime worthy of impeachment. But who says that? Oh, the Government Accountability Office. That is a nonpartisan uh, part of our government uh, that looks at the facts, only the facts, supposedly. Uh, well, I don't know what to say. Here's the other thing. Um, figuring that I wasn't uh, going to have to talk about all this crapola uh, much, I, I'm not terribly well prepared to do an entire hour by myself. Anyway, I haven't given up, but I'm getting close. Uh, I will be so disappointed. God damn it. Uh, but this... Lev Parnes, um, the gang, I mean, you, the Keystone cops look like uh, Green Berets compared to this crowd that Giuliani uh, surrounded himself by, with. Uh, Lev Parnes, this Republican congressional candidate from Connecticut, Robert Hyde, all of whom have plenty of pictures, you know, grinning with the President of the United States. Robert Hyde, he was the one that was supposedly uh, doing all this surveillance uh, on the uh, American ambassador. Oh, and by the way, I don't know if you're aware that the news is out today that Ukraine, which figures mightily in all of this, that Ukraine uh, has finally announced it will uh, institute an investigation. Uh, however, it is not the investigation that Trump asked them for. <laughs> it is an investigation into the illegal surveillance of an American diplomat in Kiev. You can't make it up. I'm wondering if this is... I'm, I'm sorry, I'm trying to see if anybody's trying to get in touch with me here. Oh, shit. She was confused about the address. Okay. They're on the, they're on the way. God. Um, Lisa, fuck, excuse me, I mean, how many times do you have to tell people, yes, what, they probably went to our old digs, even though I'd made clear, um, yeah, little Tony says, yeah, and you know, see that now Devin Nunez, who also, by the way, should be impeached and or sent to jail, 
uh, now suddenly remember, oh, yeah, I did, uh, yes, I did talk to Lev Parnes. Uh, on and on and on. Liars, incompetent crooks, traitors, and they're killing our country. I so desperately want all of them to meet justice. And I don't know. I, I haven't lost uh, all hope. Now, this is so weird because I have my phone out and it's taking down every word I'm saying. Let me tell you what's right now on my phone. I've made clear, little Tony says, yeah, and you'll see that now Devin Nunez, who also, by the way, should be impeached and or sent to jail, now suddenly remembers, oh, yeah, I did, yes, I did talk to live by an ass. That's what it says. I did talk to live by an ass. Oh, is that Lev Parnes? <laughs> Well, you didn't get that right, did you? Why are you doing this? I did talk to live by an ass. <laughs> on and on and on. Liars, incompetent crocs, traitors. <laughs> you know what? The world is too much with me. It's just, you can't, you can't even... You can't make it up, as they say, or as someone says. I'll get myself a little more clear things here for the remarkable Derek Hughes, who I'm so glad will save us all today, one way or another. Um, so, oh, God, really scary. So today, I guess it starts. Hmm. Hey, I'm on. Who cares? Come okay. on in. We run a very loose ship. Nice. I'm, I like rocky waters. Say, so. I'm sorry you got uh, oh, that's fine. mixed up or whatever the hell happened or whatever. Derek Hughes, ladies and gentlemen, I've been singing your praises for some time. I heard you saying that yesterday, and I appreciate it. Well, you know, I go to a lot of stuff, shows. Things. Yeah? Comps, right? No. Perk of the media? No. Really? No, no, no. You're not, no. On, you're not on the dole? No. <laughs> you're not taking hey, advantage I'm of your power? I'm not on the dole. We'll tell it. No. Okay. Great. Shit. Well, I'm glad you see a well, lot of stuff. Yeah. People need to see a lot of stuff. But I wanted to tell you that you... Are by far my favorite show of any kind of in years. Wow. Because. And you see a lot. I do. I was entertained. I laughed and laughed. I was stunned. I was like, uh, I, I left scratching my head. I wanted more. You're good. You are just an all-around performer. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm not you kidding. Know, you work hard at something and uh, to, to be recognized and to have that feedback. You know, it means everything. It's everything. You so. know you're good. Thanks. I, I'm blessed. You know, I, 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 I'm blessed with a work ethic, and I'm, and I'm also blessed with a talent. You know, I, I, I will say that I've, I've always had sort of a gift of being present and, uh, and, uh, and having a sense of humor. So, um, See, that's I won't. The, but that is the thing. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, I'm sure, people who are really quick with their hands, but they're not necessarily quick with their wit. In the you mean in the world of magic? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's a that is a that is a common dead end cul-de-sac for people who first get into magic because step one is the trick, step one is the secret, step one is the puzzle, and for many people, that step one is the end. Like if they can fool someone, well, I did it. Yeah, and for many audience members who haven't seen a lot of magic, and we don't see a lot of magic live, um, if you're fooled, you might think, hey, that's great. Yeah. That is good. Yeah. When it, really it's it's step one, you it know. It ain't a show. It ain't a performance. It ain't a show. It ain't a it's show. It's not a yeah. 
So you're the whole package. Speaking of what you just said, you don't see a lot, people don't see a lot of magic. I want to credit the show that you were a finalist on for waking me up to magic. Sure. And, and that's America's Got Talent. Talent. That's correct. I, I don't know about you guys, but yeah, that's a show that I watched. I have to admit I've gotten a little, but I watched for some time. Yeah, it's, a, it's a great show. Blown, it's very entertaining. You blown know, you, away by things you would never see because we have such a, a limited, uh, there used to be variety shows. Right. There used to be Ed Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we missed there, that. No, and when I was a kid, you'd watch TV and you would see magicians. Right. You would see people spinning plates. You would see acrobats and ventriloquists. Johnny Carson, uh, and, the host, the old host of The Tonight Show, yeah. um, perhaps the best uh, host of The Tonight oh, Show. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, he was a huge champion of magic, and you know what? I, you know what the. We have now. We have uh, America's Got Talent. For years, we had Star Search. That was a place for variety arts could find a voice. Uh, but we don't have Ed Sullivan anymore. And no. we and uh, Late Night is great. Uh, but a champion like Johnny Carson, uh, yeah. we still don't have in the magic world. What I lament most is what we lose with the loss of uh, shows like Ed Sullivan. Is now we get to see wonderful variety arts, wonderful talent, wonderful magicians. And we see it in a contest format. Hey. Rather than let's just celebrate these Derek, artists. Welcome to America. No, it's it's everything's ridiculous. gotta be a competition. And who wins? There's who loses? gotta be a loser. So in other words, you didn't win America. No, one hundred percent. And that's why it took okay. me ten years to to do it. I, I was approached to to audition season one, and I was like, I do not have any interest in being judged by people who are not worthy of judging what I do. Uh, I love those judges; they're very fun. They're very amazing talent on their in their own right. They don't know anything. if what I'm doing is good or not. You know, on 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 a real level, right? Right. Um, even magicians don't have the right to judge magicians. Any contest is kind of a fool's game. You know? Oh, I so agree with you. Everything in this country now and in our culture has to be someone wins, everybody else loses. I'll even say the show Fool Us is in a contest format. That's Penn and Teller's show. Penn and Teller are my childhood heroes. They and Harry Anderson were, were the gold standard of what I wanted to become. And uh, they're buddies, and uh, what they do for magic is great. However... Framing that show in, again, either you fool them or you don't, uh, I don't think it serves magic in the long run. You know, I mean, it's great to have all this. I did that show, and I knew I wasn't going to fool them with what I wanted to present. I had a trick that I thought might fool them, but it was boring. It, it wasn't a show. It was a, it was a fooler, but... It wasn't. It's not what I wanted on broadcast quality oh, tape to that's promote what I do and 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 you know f uh, move me forward in my work. So I did a something that was very strong, killed the audience. You know, like tr I mean, a real fooler for for most people. And I knew uh, they would know. Yeah, Teller would know. And uh, so they said, "Hey, you didn't fool us." And I knew that was going to happen. And the producers are like, "Don't worry, you know, don't don't fight it if they say they know. This is a, you know, it's it's really about celebrating magic." And I bought into that story until I'm standing on stage with cameras rolling, and they say, "Not us." And as a magician, I've trained my entire life to fool everybody. Like that's the goal of a magician, to so even to have two experts, masters, say, "Well, you didn't fool us." was so deflating. I, oh. I walked back to my hotel room so depressed. Oh. And the problem, you tell people, I can't even use it as a credit because the instant I tell someone I was on that show, the first thing they ask. Did you fool them? That's right. And there's guys that have fooled them that deserve the credit. And then there's people who have fooled them who it's like, oh, that's just horrible magic, but they just don't know how it's done. So... Oh, why, when you dig into anything, is it become so corrupted? Anyway, can you, you can make things disappear, because I saw you make things disappear. Uh -huh. 
Can you make Donald Trump disappear? Oh, man. Uh, oh, I think please, I might David, listen. Please, to even please. speak about that as a possibility might put me in jail for, uh, <laughs> I don't know what the, what the sentence is. Uh, but uh, to even. The country's everlasting appreciation, <laughs> affection, well, you and say your that, place but in history. I'll tell you, like half the country. Because oh, no. there's there's diehard believers. Isn't so that you crazy? can't do anything political in your acts. Um, because how do you know who's out there? I mean, Trump people are out there, and people like me are out there. Well, also, and don't hate me for this. I'm not the most political person. I don't hate you. You know, for that. I don't. I don't. But it's, but it's. I am a little embarrassed, you know, because my parents are, you know, really passionate about. You know, getting it right, and uh, and um, in other words, they don't like Trump. No, no, it's. Uh, Are they in Minnesota? Oh yeah. Hey, yes, I'm from Wisconsin. So oh, what part? Green Bay. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay. a Viking fan. Don't get political. <laughs> <laughs> no, so Minnesota and Wisconsin have very progressive political. History. So yeah, and I, what's yeah. going on over there in Wisconsin? You tell me. What happened? And I, and and is it catching? Is the is the Saint Croix, Mississippi, enough of a divide? Well, I don't know. You guys had Mer, what's her name Bachman. Oh, Remember true. that? That's true. But you know, I jeez, what? Who knows? It's mass insanity. That's all. I will so, say. So as an entertainer, no, I don't try to get too overtly political. What I do try to do is um, think about what truth is and what that means to me and uh and speak from that place um so you know i wrote i wrote this book about humpty dumpty and humpty dumpty is facing a wall i didn't know you wrote it no i wrote this book who did the who did the my friend nathan christopher did the illustrations well the illustrations are beyond belief i brought you one oh gosh thank you Um, this was part of the act uh that i saw derek do this book I almost cried at the end. Well, that's so wonderful. I, I, I don't want to say that's the goal, but the goal is to um, affect and, and move and transform people in some way, shape, or form. I mean, that's what we want to do with our work as artists. Yeah. Oh, God. You wrote that. Yeah, I wrote the poem, and then I, I started Jeez. performing it. Um, it's a story about Humpty Dumpty, and he uh, he... It's not a tragedy. It started as a conversation on the phone driving down the 10 freeway. I lived in L.A. for 20 years. And uh, 10 years ago, or almost 10 years ago, is when the idea sort of came to life. Uh, laughing with a buddy on the phone about what if Humpty uh, wasn't a tragedy? What if he was a hero? And the next morning, I, I kind of um, stayed up uh, after my girlfriend, now wife, went to work. And I hammered out a rough draft. And it kind of, it was one of those wonderful moments of inspiration where it just like slowly rhymes were working. And when I came to the end, I cried oh. when, I, when I read it back to myself. And, the, and I was like, wow, this is really something. So I started performing it in shows. And people would ask, where do I get it? And I... So I hired my buddy to illustrate it, well, and the jerk took five years. Uh, I, wanted, you know I wanted him to it's do it in two weeks, <laughs> but look at the deal. I mean, this it's guy. It's unbelievable. He went nuts. It's you know? like, I mean, you can't even imagine. You bet that that those two pages alone would take a year. And he works large scale, so those that's a giant <sighs> piece of paper on his workbench, and he just and he and he obsesses over, you know, the littlest thing, everything. So. Oh. Thank goodness, though, he did that. Because let me tell you, oh. I self-published, used, used my money to make a, a handful of copies so I could sell them at shows. So people, if they were interested in having it in their life, they could have it. Uh, a month after I had these copies in my hand, I got a call from Penguin Random House. One of the copies got into the hand of the uh, VP of uh, Children's Publishing. They bought it. Last week, it was released worldwide, uh, bookstores all over, uh, the, the second edition of Humpty Dumpty Derek. Live Your World by Penguin Random House. How cool. Okay. Huh? So now I'm an author. Author. Now, I'm a now author. Humpty yeah. Dumpty lived near a wall. Get it. Please. Ideally, get it at a independent bookstore. Mm-hmm. Please. Please. Find your independent uh, children's book seller and They'll order, order it for it. you if they don't have it. It's huge. Please. It's, it's an please amazing. Please do that. This is... Oh. Thank you. 
That's for you. Okay, you get a sign it later. I will. Are you going to do any magic for my... Can you uh, do magic sitting at a table? We can do magic sitting at a table. Can you do... If playing cards were not invented, would there be magic? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but so much of it is playing well, you cards. know, it's, uh, it's actually an even field. And but why do you say it like that? You don't like card tricks. I, <laughs> not as much as other tricks. You know, uh, I'll tell you, card tricks turn people off because they have memories of, you know, uh, their nephew or niece <laughs> counting out two rows of 15 cards and, you know, and uh, well. boring procedure. A deck of cards is a Pandora's box. It continually blows my mind. People are coming up with new applications, new ways to do magic with cards every day. Uh, it ceases to uh, entertain me. Uh, the are they good for magic? Because first of all, you got the numbers, you got the, the and you've got the easily held and manipulated. Right. I mean, it's just got it all. You know, a, a deck, deck of cards, cards is really it's an interesting thing because it comes in a box, but a deck of cards is 52 objects. We think of this as a singular object. Um, you know, it's the deck of cards. It's not though. It lives, right? It's 52 free floating objects, and if one of them is missing, it's incomplete. Uh, um, I mean, just that alone, you like you think about that, like how they stay together over time, just kind of philosophically is, is pretty wild. <laughs> I'm not getting into a trick. I'm just talking about like, do, do you have a favorite card in the deck of cards? No. You don't have a favorite? Really? Really. I don't have a favorite number. I don't have a favorite suit. Really? So you don't play the lottery. I have <laughs> never <laughs> bought a lottery ticket. Well, you're the person who probably should. <laughs> Why is that? Well, if you've never played it, chances yeah. are you have a good no. chance. I'm um, not an idiot. Name a card. All right. Uh, seven of diamonds. Seven of diamonds. That's a good card. Um, <laughs> she is... Uh, you're you're going to find that card for us. Okay. Okay? All right. You're going to find that card for us um, using... We'll use a, a card as a magic wand. Okay? We'll use... Um, We'll use a playing card as, as a magic wand. We'll use, here. You said what? Seven of? Diamonds. Seven of diamonds. So I want you to find the seven of diamonds. You're going to use a card. Can, how good is this camera? Can I don't know. See? It's pretty far back, this isn't it? This is the it? three of clubs. Can, you, can we focus in on his hands? I don't know. We got, you know. That's okay. I mean, this will just be for you, okay? So you watch and watch her reaction. Watch if my this astonishment. Works. Well, we'll see. We'll see. You're going to use the three of clubs okay. as, a, as a magic wand. You're going to take it and shove it in where you think the seven of diamonds is. Don't let go. Huh? Seven of diamonds? No, it's a jack. Wait, no, 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 no. Here. Seven of... No, it's the eight of clubs. Right. Because I said you were going to use that card to find the seven of diamonds. Look. Oh, come on. Look. She's a witch! Burn her! I'm sure you've heard that before. I did let go for a second. I did let go for a second. Just for a moment, but I told you not to. If I... God, how... For you. Oh! But then... No, no, I meant the trick, not oh, the card. No. Yeah, you can't, you can't sully my deck. So... Comedians, I know, steal other comedians' jokes. That happens? Uh-huh. What? I've heard that. Oh, what a nightmare. So, in the world of magic, is that considered okay? It is not. And it's, it's hard. Because uh, when you begin to... Uh, when, when a young magician begins their journey into the dark arts, often they will go to a magic shop Less and less a brick-and-mortar store nowadays. Yeah. More and more an online, online entity. Yeah, yeah. But I spent many happy Saturday afternoons at Eagle Magic Store in downtown Minneapolis with uh, my saved allowance and, uh, and cutting the lawn money uh, and spending it all on what it was sure to be the mystery that was going to make me the greatest magician on the planet. And Larry Kayla was happy to sell it to me. You bet. Um, but 
as a young magician, you you often will purchase a trick created by a magician um, and sold through a through a magic dealer. Okay. And that trick comes with the secret, and it comes with a script. Right. So part of the the early development process in magic is performing a trick the way you think everyone else performs it. So right. you, you learn that, oh, this is how you do this trick. This is how this trick, these are the words you say with this trick. So the idea that you might do a trick, but with different words, different meaning, different story, uh, is, is a little foreign in the beginning. And then as you grow, you learn, like if you want to become a professional, you get advice, you get mentors who say, you have to find your way. You have to find your voice in doing these um, tricks. But often the tricks are also, you know, um, there's sort of a finite number of, of effects that you can do. You can vanish something. You can make something appear. You can make things transpose. You can cut and restore something, you know. Uh, but like you did with the rope. God yeah. almighty. That's a good one. Jeez. That's, a, that's, that's, that's rarely that's seen. That's the first thing. I mean, what the hell? I opened with my favorite, I'm telling you. Uh, so, uh, I, t I, I took your train of thought. No, no. Oh, okay. uh, the, um, I think of it, I've described magic to, to people in the past as like, it's, it, in a way it's like ballet, where ballet has a finite number of positions right. that the choreographer has to, to work with. But an artist can tell a beautiful story with first position, fifth position, arabesque. Jeté, right? Um, so a magician is also working with that sort of limited uh, vocabulary right. of potential effects. Right. But how they do it, how well, they frame like it, how they share it. It's like a musician has how many notes. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So, uh, but it does become hard be because in the comedy world, if someone starts ripping off another comic's joke, pretty quick, uh, People know it, yeah. and will and and comics are bold and will call them out. You know, thank thank God for Joe Rogan who will bust the thieves yeah. uh, in okay. public. Okay, um, it's harder in magic because we don't see as much magic right. as we hear comedy. But magic surely is sort of enjoying a little more of a. Yeah, oh, I don't know if it's ever been. I don't know if there's ever been more magic being seen and enjoyed. Okay, so by the public uh, well, that's great, then. throughout history. I mean, it really is great. having a, a wonderful, you know, theaters like Liberty Magic are springing up in cities all over the country. Well, let's get a plug in here because Liberty Magic is where you're appearing. That's correct. And through February something or other. February 16th, I think. 16th. So five but more weeks. Are there any seats left? Oh, yeah. You're so please. hot. Yesterday I mean, you mentioned, you know, I don't know if you can get a ticket. Don't let that go to the website <laughs> and check, please. Uh, this is trustarts.org uh, slash magic. Derek Hughes. You will, I normally don't tell people, oh, you love that movie. Oh, you love this because you don't have a clue what somebody really likes. Ain't no way you're not going to have a hell of a time. I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding. No, I'm going I'm I'm to quote you on that. You'll see on my publicity material, ah, ain't no way <laughs> you're not going to have a great time. You know, <laughs> why I've been to a number, because I'm a subscriber to Liberty Magic. So you're like the third or fourth act I've seen. Okay. This, so far and away, so far and away the best. Um. I've never been picked. Hey, you, would you, you know, mm -hmm. never. Why do you pick certain people out of the audience? How do well, you know how to do that? They don't pick the old, this old lady, I'll tell you that. And I'm glad because I would be really uptight about it. But You'd be what? wonderful. No, I'd be totally you would be. freaked. Yeah, and that would be so That's why wonderful. I always sit way in the back uh -huh. in a corner, right? I specifically in this show yes. explore this idea. Yes, you do. Uh, you ask found, for yeah. I found better a, wording actually. I've been you know I'm actively this this the run of this show I'm really using as a as, in a way as a workshop. I'm not just here to do a show that I've done a thousand times and and I'm dropping in and I'm doing the show and then I'm moving on. I'm using this run as so, an opportunity to really grow and develop and move the needle on my work. So wow. integrating the Humpty Dumpty story, uh, I used to just read it at one point in the show. Now 
now it's really I'm trying. No, this, this run is giving me the opportunity to make it a framing and a through line. The egg uh, at the end, there's a sort of a nice poetic ending, and uh, that was never done before. We did that just last week. Wednesday night was the first night. Uh, it was actually just an idea. I flew here. Uh, I do a lot of corporate events and, and entertainment for corporate audiences. I was in Doha, Qatar, a week ago Monday. Uh, right as the a, a day before the Ukrainian, yeah, my wife was freaking out. I was like, "Look, there was a whole ocean between, <laughs> honey. You know, it looks close on a map, but Qatar is very far from uh, the the heat." Aren't you supposed to say Qatar? Is that it? Well, that's what the news people say. I always said Qatar, and then they started saying Qatar. Well, I was saying Qatar on stage in Qatar, so I hope and I that? didn't offend anybody. Uh, so, uh, well, that's kind but of, it, that's it was on the it was on the flight home. That 16-hour flight uh, connecting in Philly uh, that I had that thought about the egg at the end with the ping pong ball. Like I I've done this gag through line with a ping pong ball for years. Yeah. Uh, that is a lead into a different trick that I did not do. So um, you're always it's constantly evolving and hopefully does ever I'm, well. Why do you pick the people you pick? You you sure, would prefer so, to pick someone who is. Not credulous, but incredulous. Well, I don't know. I, in this show, so early on, I, I ask, uh, and last night I worded it much better. I kind of reworked the wording on this question, but I said, I want you guys to take a moment and question. You can ask yourselves this, you know, uh, at home listening, you know, uh, yes or no. Do you feel you're the type of person who would volunteer to be a part of a magic show? And then I let them think about it, and then I say, so a show of hands, who answered that question? No. No. Right. And then I see who, and then I... Yeah, but people, see, I in my head would say no, but I'm not as stupid enough to then raise my <laughs> hand. And the guy you picked the night I was there started up, then realized and, and tried to get it That's down, right. but That's you right. saw That's it. Right. That's right. Yeah. So I specifically right. want to use someone so, who wouldn't normally, you know, isn't like this outgoing personality. Oh, yeah, pick me, pick yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... Uh, one of the themes of the show is, you know, pushing your comfort zone, um, uh, going out of your, your, uh, you know, doing what you wouldn't normally think you would or could do, because magic is a metaphor for, you know, manifesting the impossible. And I think as life goes on, we get locked into the the way it is. We think, well, this is just the way it is. That's part of political apathy. Well, that's just yeah, how it is. Tell me, tell so me. there's nothing I can do. There's no magic that's going to change this. Well, yes, there is. There's the magic of, of truth and communication and and listening and understanding, which is impossible if we're all having divided, uh, you know, sources of information. You know? I think you should be the president. Well, uh, I don't know if I would uh, take that pay cut. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> um, but uh, I worked with gearing up for this run at Liberty Magic, um, thinking about audience participation. I want, I want people to not be uncomfortable on stage. I want them to feel that they're a part of the action, and I want them to have fun with me, even though it's very uncomfortable for people to be standing in front of others. You know, it's yeah. like the number one fear is public speaking over right. death, right. apparently. <laughs> I mean, how crazy is that? Obviously not us. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but I worked with a, a master improviser, a guy named Mick Napier. He runs the Annoyance Theater in Chicago, and he's been the director of Second City, um, and uh, he's, he's renowned He's worked with everybody that's you love, uh, honestly. You I know, bet, uh, I bet. Um, so many SNL alum think of him as a genius. And I, I tapped him. I said, I hit him up, and I was like, "Hey, come watch my set. Let workshop with me. Let's." And and the idea was, I'm looking for ways to, through wording and psychology, get people that join me on stage to become more of a participant the way two people in an improv scene yes participate yeah you know what i'm saying I'm, yes totally so um that said that's it's you can't know who you're picking but what i have to do as an improviser and as as the host of the evening i have to be ready for whatever they bring yeah no you're working without a net that's right yeah but that's where the show comes to life right i'll tell you the net is the script and there is a script, and the script uh, hopefully uh, gives us the framework 
from which the show can hang. I had a beautiful teacher in Chicago who uh, really hammered uh, into my brain and into my heart that the script is there for when the show doesn't happen. Because you got to, and people are paying money. That's right. You got to deliver. Yeah. But on its best night, it goes in a direction nobody could have expected. That's right. And the audience, you know, ideally they leave going, that had to be planned. That was too perfect. When it was a surprise to you as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's when it's the best. But that means every night there is a free fall and you got it, and there's a big level of trust. And thank God, you know, 10,000 hours of stage time, I now am to a place where I, I feel like I can dive in and trust that we'll find something as long as we're Wait, present. Yes. Okay. You've said that before, being present. Mm-hmm. That's also what a good actor has to be, right? I think so. Yeah, right. It's yeah. being there and... Yeah, I mean, yeah, even they, the most scripted film right. s- s- screenplay, right. once the actor starts, once right. the cameras roll, it's an improvisation. Exactly. Moment to moment. Even if the words are the same, it's different every night. That's right, making discoveries. Absolutely. Or creating the illusion of discovery. Okay, back to magic. Yeah, let's do another trick. Let's do another trick. trick, So we'll do another card trick. Um, I'm going to run my finger along the edge. You say stop. Stop. Right here? Mm. Okay, this is your card. Okay, do you know what it is? You haven't seen it. I haven't seen this card. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, I want you to take... uh, No, I messed that trick up. Okay. Yeah. Which happened? Absolutely. That happens sometimes. Oh, I'm so glad. You're happy about that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, wonderful. <laughs> but let's start over. Okay. No? No. Here, we'll do this. You got a pen? Yeah. Somewhere. And this is this is me last night thinking, okay, I'm going to see Lynn. I got to do magic. What can I do? And, I the, you know, stuff that maybe I haven't done in a while. Um, here, I, I want you to think of your... See, I want to do this. It's what I want to talk. How do you know what someone's thinking in their head? Because you do a lot of that. Think of, uh, and then he comes up with what the hell you're thinking of. How the hell is that possible? It seems impossible, doesn't it? Yeah. Do you have a favorite food? Name a food. It's my. Well, I want you to decide. Okay. (laughs) And don't have favorite. Don't let me know. Don't let me see. Male ranking thing. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, the, 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 no, it doesn't have to be a favorite. <laughs> I want you to think of a food that you sometimes enjoy. I'm, I have like, uh, I have some kind of block going on. Okay, a food I enjoy. Okay, all right, all right. You decided? Yeah, I did. Okay, and then fold the paper yes. in half. Yes. Okay, fold it in half again. Mm-hmm. Eat it. <laughs> uh. Gross. Um, <laughs> so listen. You you wrote on this uh, paper a food that you would enjoy, not necessarily your favorite. I'm going to tear the paper up, and I want you to imagine the the words uh, that you wrote that they are um, being chewed up almost. You know, as I tear yeah. these, picture like yeah. the food being chewed up uh, in your in your mouth. Okay, and uh, concentrate on it. And uh, what I want you to do is uh, think of it. Are you having trouble again? Yeah. <laughs> no. It's the smell. It's a... Uh, oh, come on. It tastes fried. Is it, um... Is there a potato base to this uh, food? It tastes and a little salty, kind of crunchy. Is it french fries? Yeah, it is. Here, you should taste. No! French fries. I'm embarrassed to say it's French fries. I ate a whole bunch yesterday. Not really. What? How'd you do that? Magic. I was thinking of doing something like cordon bleu or, uh, you know, something bizarro. I mean, something that was not like French fries, hamburger, blah, 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 blah. And you wouldn't have had a problem. No, it's, I mean, I might have trouble naming it based on the taste, but... Uh, Yeah, I'm mad about the card trick. I'm gonna, right. uh, I'm okay, try it again or something. No, I know. Let's uh, talk. For what, a what happens? What happens when that happens? Do uh, you get uh, yeah well, when you mess up? Well, isn't it funny? You know, like because uh, it has to happen. I mean, it does. You know, sometimes it does happen, and, and uh, um, you kind of you kind of 
you you can improvise your way out to a uh, suitable conclusion. Uh, it won't be, and often it leaves an audience with like, was that the trick? Um, but never should you ever say I messed up. Oh really? Which is what I did. I mean, I just told you. No, I you told up. all of them too. Oh, that's true. That's true. I told all of them. Um, here, we'll do this. Um, I'll run my finger along the edge. You say stop. Stop. Okay. You got a card. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Uh, take the card, and uh, I'll do the magic, and then you'll do it a second time, okay? Um, put the card on top. Don't forget it. Mm-hmm. Okay, watch. That's the key. And now one card has changed. One card has changed on the back. You can notice there's a... What? <laughs> I think I messed up again. We're gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna do a different. We're gonna do it. We're gonna try it one more time. We're gonna Is try it, it one more time. No, no. I what was the card? What was the four card? Four of clubs. The four of clubs. Okay. We'll try it again with the four of clubs. Okay. We're gonna put it into the middle of the deck. Okay. Gotcha. Middle of the deck. Snap and the and the back. It should have changed. So that it was. It just upright. Oh, they. Oh. Oh. Oh, there's there. See, a card has changed. There's a different different back now. And it was the four of uh, clubs. Club. Okay, the four of clubs. I got it straight now. Okay, so now, look, let's do it for real. Okay, so four of clubs. We'll do it again this time. Uh, you pick a new card. I'm going to run my thumb along. You say stop. Stop. Right there. Okay, new card. New card. I see people in the back. New card. New card. You take it, okay, and uh, put it on top and back into the deck. Now, you snap. I don't know. Let's hope this works. And one card should have a different back. <laughs> one, I can't believe this yeah, is happening to me. One happening. card should have a different... Different back! One card... Oh, wait a minute. Lynn. What? One card has a different back. Oh, this one. What was the card you picked? This time? Yeah. Four... A two of... A four of... Two of... Two of hearts. Two of hearts. Finally! Finally! Okay, Surely, but, I need yeah, but when I put that over there, it was a four of clubs. That's why they call it magic. Jeez! Did anybody, but nobody was watching over there. Well, you're watching. Yeah? I'm here. Can I get a witness? Hold <laughs> on. We'll see. Okay. We'll talk more. Okay. Jeez. So I know that what you got. Why is it more a guy thing, magic? That's uh, that's a very good question. I don't know what the, what what's, what's that about. I think it has to do uh, really in many ways with support. I don't think there's an inherent sort of psychological or physical aptitude between men and women uh, in any way, shape, or form. I think there is a. Uh, it's embarrassing, but there's there's a patriarch to the to the magic world. Well, know? obvious, but there's a patriarchy to almost any profession you wanna. I mean, sure, right. So and you're so, no different. That's right. But so mentors but, are hard to come by for a woman or a girl. That's right. And since uh, it's overt in magic, because magic, uh, mentoring and developing your career path, is overtly based in secrets. It's not like, it's not, I mean, literally, people yeah. are, you know, proving themselves, and then, um, you know, uh, the mentor, like, I had to prove myself to my teachers with my magic before they would start sharing with me really good information and better secrets and more remote secrets. I mean, what you want as a magician is you want methods that aren't common. You know, so I buy a lot of old books at auction, like old books, magicians who are dead. And I go through that material. That's how I found the rope trick. You know, the method on that was from an old book. Um, the rope trick, he has someone in the audience. You have a caller? Here, you got to put those on there. Okay. I'll put these on. He has someone in the audience cut a rope. 
it's two ropes, and then I don't know, he does zoop, and it's one rope again. It's so good. God. I read it, and I was like, I wonder if that looks as good as it, as it sounds. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. Okay, we have a call, caller. Go ahead, please. You're talking to Derek Hughes. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Yeah, uh, great, great magic show. I was really impressed. Oh, you, you came to the show at Liberty Magic? No, I was just watching this online. It's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, thanks. You mean the magic we just did with Lynn? Yeah? Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah, oh, that? You good. should see I'm when I don't mess up. <laughs> this is nothing. Nothing. <laughs> What's your name? Andrew. Hey, Andrew. So you got a question? Are or? you going to be in the oh. North? Well, I wanted to talk about uh, politics, actually. Oh. No, 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 no. Way to chime in on a conversation about... Uh, the uh, ephemeral, entertaining craft of magic, with politics. No, 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 no. We don't want to. We don't want to talk no stinking politics. You don't want to. Uh, you don't want to take his question real quick. Okay, real we can, quick. We can blow it off. You're if we nicer don't like than it. me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what? I want to talk about. Yeah, I think Andrew Yang is the Andrew Yang is the best candidate <laughs> in the Democratic. Oh, team. Andrew. Oh, okay. I like him. I think he's great, but he ain't going to make it, and uh, that's that. Well, I, that's disappointing because I, I think we need someone outside of I, Washington okay. to defeat Trump. Okay. Well, I, I just want to remind you that Trump was outside of Washington, which is one of the reasons he had some allure. Okay? Go away, Andrew. Thank you very yes, much for well, calling. We need someone. Uh, yeah. All right. I'll call tomorrow. All right. Uh, okay. Yeah. I don't want to ruin the magic show. Yeah, you well, thank you. Jesus H. You didn't finish that. Christ. There you go. Well, I mean That's your fans. That's I'm your fans. Doing, I'm he, he's like he's hungry. I'm doing he tunes a, in. We're he like tunes it's in. A, a respite from all this crap we got to talk about. Little little uh, little emotional sorbet. That's what today is. <laughs> right? For you, uh, man, I'll trade. I'll trade. You know, performance crafts with you right now. Anyway, so women, yeah, women get screwed all over the place. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah and true. and there's a there's been a role for women in the world of magic for years. Oh yeah, I can. Yeah, saw me in half. But let me Maybe. tell you, let me yeah. tell you, women. Some of the greatest magicians. Uh, Ever are women because they're part of a team. You see a really good uh, magician, magician's assistant team, and traditionally the magician role is the man and the assistant is the woman. Right. But they, she is not just walking out and handing him a handkerchief and walking off stage. She is an integral and covert part okay. of creating mystery. But she doesn't get any. Uh, nope, no, 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 no. That's right. It wouldn't happen without her. It's but like, it's mm. like being a secret agent. Uh, you know, Johnny Typical. Thompson and his uh, and his wife Pam, uh, the Thompsonian Company. We lost Johnny uh, a couple years ago, uh, or just this last year. Um, he was the chief consultant for Penn and Teller. Uh, and a, an amazing magician, and he and his wife had a comedy act uh, where she was this sort of gum chewing, uh, sarcastic, yeah. sassy assistant, and uh, and he was this dignified, uh, you know, sort of aloof dignitary, and uh, they oh. were genius, and she was just as much a part of making the magic happen th than he was, but but he is front and center. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it is. Uh, there's some there's some uh, documentaries that have been made recently about um, female magicians and sort of that. I think the next one I have tickets to is a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's next on the lineup at Liberty Magic, and she's she's has an online uh, presence. She's into cardistry. Uh, she's kind of known for which oh, is a, 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 a phenomenon in magic where it's uh, more about flourishes and fancy. Um, cuts and shuffles, and you, it's an incredible online um, f phenomenon that's happening, and it's f fantastic, uh, but it's a whole branch of 
sleight of hand that's really about flourishes. I don't do a lot of flourishes. <laughs> I'm remembering. I'm sorry. Just remember, I was going to ask you, do you ever just play cards? And I remember at the show I saw, you asked some woman, name a, name a card game. And I swear, I think she said, go fish. She Is did. that what she, she, she did. said? <laughs> she did. I'm going to teach her how to cheat at cards to make a lot of money. And she's going to cheat the children. Uh, that was hilarious. That was so funny. Last night, no joke, and this this has happened <laughs> only a handful of times, uh, the woman said solitaire. So she's going to cheat herself. <laughs> I'm addicted to spider solitaire. That's what is that? It. It's a different, it's just a different, you play with more than one deck. Okay. And I do it on. On your phone. It's the way I waste my precious sure. time. Sure. Yeah. That's better than yeah. the lottery. Yeah. So, damn, I'm, you know, we're almost out of time, and I've kept you long. Well, you kept me waiting, and then I kept That's you true. waiting. Do I have my phone here? D- I, want you to, I want you to think of... Um, Der- Derek Hughes, ladies and gentlemen, appearing at uh, Liberty Magic t- through February 16th. His show is just out and out the best I've seen in a million years. Are we... We're coming home here, so uh, I'm going to put in a number here that's uh, important to me. That's my birthday, 623, June 23rd, if you want to send gifts. Um, My birthday's in two days. Okay, here. Uh, Okay. So we'll do uh, plus, and that's, so that would be one. 118. 118, and then uh, I'm going to multiply that. Um, Type in a number that uh, maybe the last three digits of your social. Oh, no. You know what? Just type in a number, uh, uh, a private number just for you uh, that has some meaning to you. Think of a number. Maybe it's part of your phone number or your home address. Okay. Yeah. And hit uh, divide. Hit uh, divide. Okay. And um, we have a wonderful technician here. What's your name? Amy. 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 Uh, What's a number? uh, How old were you uh, when you had your first kiss? That's too private. Uh, think of a different number. When you lost your virginity. How yeah, about how about that? that? That's no, perfect. <laughs> no. Just make, no. She's very private. Okay. Then uh, name a number that uh, has some meaning to you. Think of a number. Nine. Okay. And, and, and you hit divide, so nine. And we'll hit, uh, you hit equals. Equals. So we did a bunch of, that's a big number. So now we're up, up to one one million one hundred sixty-two thousand twenty. Okay, which is so interesting. Why? Because it's about being present. And all those numbers that have different meanings. <gasps> us, I don't know if you noticed, but it's one sixteen, which is today, and it's twenty twenty. How cool! Well, let's let's contemplate that. What the? Here we are. Be present. You were nine when you lost your virginity? That's not <laughs> what they said. <laughs> what she, she was refusing to answer my question in German. <laughs> nine. <laughs> oh, man. You're unbelievable. Thanks for having me on. Oh, God, this was so much fun. Derek Hughes, I'm such a fan. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Go see this show. There's only like 70 seats in the whole theater, so you're right there. Very intimate. Uh, and if you're interested, also standupmagician.com. Like stand-up comic, but standupmagician.com. That is my website. There's some links to some videos okay. from Fool Us. And I was on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Um, so uh, some magic uh, videos and a little more information about me, my book. Join my email list. I'll let you know uh, next time I'm back in town if you're not able to catch uh, the show this time. Will you come back? I, I love Pittsburgh. Oh, this goody, 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 goody. Humpty Dumpty live near a wall. Go to your independent bookstore and get this. It's wondrous. God, thank you so much. I'm not going to see you again till Monday. So, okay? Okay? So have a great uh, whatever interim. Thank you. Bye. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com.
The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.